Hey everyone, this is the Violent Blue Podcast where we talk about movies, TV, pop culture, and everything in between. Basically stuff that we're watching and we just talk about it ad nauseum. My name is Uche. I'm Uzo. And I'm OK Chuku. And I take exception to the ad nauseum part, but that's just me. So sure. I don't know what that word means, so I'm just going to take it as disrespect. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about what we're consuming. And also um, we will, the two out of the three of us watched Final Girl, which is what we're going to be reviewing at the second half of the podcast today. So girl, it's just one, one girl. Yeah, that's what there I said, is a Final distinction. Girl. Yeah. There are two so, different with that title. No, they're different titles. One okay. is The Final Girls. This one is called Final Girl. Different. Okay. Different. Not, not, not at all the same. No. Okay, you're right. They are not equal. No. So, Although apparently uh, they have much of the same shared cast. <laughs> one of the same shared cast. Eh. It's just one guy. So... <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so uh, how are y'all doing today? Oh, you know, like in life, doing stuff. I, uh, it's been good. Had to um, been uh, doing some nights and weekend shifts, which is fun for me. Um, and actually just just came back from work <laughs> right before we started. I didn't plan it that way, but, you know, uh, sometimes it's the, sometimes it's unpredictable, but otherwise I'm, you know doing good very excited about um some of the things that i've been consuming and uh you know aside from of course um me pretending to watch final girl and not really getting it done <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it what have you been watching this week okay so um while i was putting together a bunch of uh climbing things for my son i was uh, streaming clone wars on disney plus which um i finished the first season and i'm about i don't know i think i'm halfway through the second season of it um it is very inter it's very entertaining it's still kind of like the first season was very much like uh kind of like voltron and where it was like you know um very formulaic monster challenge of the week and you know um the, the Jedi come in, they do their thing, they save the day, and they move on to the next and they move on to the next adventure. But, you know, toward the back half of the first season and then into the second season, they've done a really good job of sort of tying it all together into this like larger war effort and the story is becoming more continuous. And I understand that there's seven seasons of this show and that apparently it gets really real after the third season or so I've been told. So I'm interested to see how much more engaged I'll be. Um, if or if it'll still continue to sort of be background music for me while I'm doing other things, um, but overall it's been it's been very fun. The animation style took me a little bit of time to get used to, only because it's sort of that like, you know, that it's sort of that weird 3D rendering that it looks like PS1 um, cutscenes. Kind of. No, it's it's not that choppy. That's well, that's first unkind. not choppy, but um, stylistically. Yeah, it's not. Well, sorry, it's not that blocky. That's that's a little. That's being a little unkind. It's more like a PS. It's closer to like late, late, uh, late PS2. Okay. Yeah. That's um. Yeah, late PS2, maybe or maybe early PS3. Um. 
so yeah but it's but it's good um i've been enjoying it and then um the other thing that i've been consuming um has of course been a challenge now we can talk about it now uche or we can talk about it later when you're when it's your turn but we won't talk about it because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week and i have i've thoughts and feelings about these last about these most recent two episodes i am very very much enjoying um this season of the challenge and um i'm very excited to talk about it in excruciating detail but that's um that's uh those are the two things that um, we've been consuming of course our ongoing binges of uh the ongoing binge of sabrina has continued however chadi has sort of carried on without me um, she got tired of waiting for me to uh, be available to watch it, so um, so she started. She kind of kept on without me. I'm doing that thing that I do where I pop in and start asking questions, and then um, the thing that I ended up watching last night instead of watching Final Girl was uh, Outside the Wire on Netflix. Um, oh, I watched that too. I yeah, we started watching. We, we had we had dinner and we started we started watching that just after dinner, and you know, and I forgot that I was supposed to watch a movie for for our podcast today. What do you think of I'm Outside sorry. the Wire? Um, I actually liked it. Chatty wasn't Chatty was kind of out on it. Um, although she seemed like she was kind of half in, half out with uh with the movie, but I very much enjoyed it, and it seemed like it was uh, it's it it was it was cool like. Oh, by the way, um, big old spoiler alert for uh-huh. anybody who's uh, who's spoiler. listening to this now. Um, you know, spoiler alert. Uh, Anthony Mackie is a friggin' android. And is he an android was... or is he a cyborg? Does it matter? It kind of does. If he's a person that turned into a robot, then he still has like human mentality. No. But if he's a if he's like a complete android. Like if no, he's all he's, machine. Okay, so I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned it. So this is a distinction. This is a well, distinction with a, a seemingly a seemingly meaningless distinction, but with an important well, difference. I was he's confused. An, he's I was because I, I was gonna say what's the difference between an android and a cyborg? And thank you for for breaking that down. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Thank you. So he he's an and by by that definition he is an android. Okay. He is not. He is an android. Um, he has sentience, and he does what all androids do when they when they gain sentience. They figure humans are the problem, and we got to get rid of them. And that's the easy. The easiest way to end war is to make sure everybody suffers. And so that was make sure there's nobody left to suffer. Yeah. Or if I think his was more like if everybody suffers, everybody's going to realize that you know. This is this isn't a game, and we really do have to be nicer to each other. But you know, it's whatever. He, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed him in the movie. Um, the 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 dude from Snowfall um, is a Dempson interest. Did I say that name right? Uh, yeah, something like that. yeah. But um, he's I I thought he was good. I like that they made him from California so that he could use his Snowfall accent, <laughs> um, which. Uh, which I thought was a which I thought was a nice little uh, a nice little. I heard his his uh, accent coach. I think it was either Dub C or uh, Mac Ten. One of the, mem- one of the one members of, the members of, West, of West, West Connection. Connection. <laughs> it wasn't Ice Cube, obviously, but it was no, either no, I, N or Dub C. Ice Cube was too busy making family movies and uh, figuring out how to enrich black people with the platinum plan. Oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> 
<laughs> with Jess. So, um, so yeah, so that that's uh, that's what I've been consuming. Um, it's been very entertaining, and we'll I'll, I'll save my challenge thoughts for when we talk about the challenge. Okay, what have you been consuming? Uh, what have I been consuming? So I've patiently waited for this administration to uh, get out of the White House. Now I'm patiently waiting for sitting members of Congress and the House to be arrested and thrown into jail. Okay. I patiently waited four years. I think I could wait another four. Hopefully it takes just two. (laughs) Um, Because of that, and because of some information that you told me last week, um, I watched Face Off. The movie, the movie with John Travolta and and uh, Nicolas Cage, which <laughs> I personally think is is it. I don't I don't feel like I can call it a masterpiece, but it's Please. definitely a piece. Four the force. <laughs> so what? Four the force. Four the force, and I think for both of the main characters uh, or main actors, uh, Travolta and Cage, it's their best work. I think it's like, I just like how both themselves playing each other and Mm -hmm. it's wildly meta and it only works for two actors who are, who have a unique sensibility about themselves. If they were to do this with two actors who nobody knows, it wouldn't hit right. I just, I, yes. I just like how John Travolta sense. tries to out Nick Cage, Nick Cage, in this he movie. Can't, though. And he, yeah, he really can't. But Nick it's Cage very entertaining cool to watch him try. Movie, it, you know what the movie reminds me of? It's like, uh, it's like that magic trick that they they set the entire plot of in uh, the Prestige. It's the Prestige, mm-hmm. right? Where one magician gets all the glory, but then the other magician does all the work. Yeah. Travolta is the one who gets all the glory. But Cage, Nick Cage does everything. He does all the he does. stunts. He does all of the, the death-defying stuff. He he emotionally lifts the entire movie. It's pretty insane. And I think it's kind of funny how I'm talking about <laughs> how good of an actor John Travolta and Nick Cage is. But, I mean, this movie proves it, that they're actually talented people. It's... It, it it really is. It really is some of Nick Cage's finest work, just to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Of um the the National Treasure series notwithstanding, which is I never watched entertain- any of those dumbass movies. Give me a get, get you you really you really should. They are they're entertaining. Is it because it's so Nick Cage? Can I watch it for Nick Cage? Of course. Okay. Of course. That's the only reason to watch it because he he kind of tries to do an Indiana Jones impression. <laughs> and it's it's not good, but it's very entertaining. Wow. So it actually, yeah, no, let me say it again. It's not good, but yet in it's not goodness, it is great. Okay. Okay. Uh, other than Face Off, I've been watching Batman Beyond, kind of like you're watching a, uh, Clone Wars in the background. Uh, that show's pretty good. I think second season they bring in Cree Summers as one of his friends. Cree Summers voices yeah. basically every character in every TV show ever. So at least all the black ones. Yeah. So she ends up in it, but I haven't reached that season yet. Uh 
what else? Speaking what? of Have animated, consuming things. any stock market news? Oh boy! Oh yeah, that stock market stuff is wild. Or what were you gonna say? I'm gonna. What you had a question, and then I'm gonna talk about the stock market. I was saying that um, um, related to animated series is. Did you guys ever watch the the new Voltron that was on Netflix? When it came oh, out. I've seen every single blessed episode of that show. Me too. It is fan friggin' tastic. Really good. I don't I kept, know when, and I knew it I ended. It, it like it, it, it. it had like all these seasons because they were coming out with like three seasons in a, like a year or something. So but like each of those seasons like, was like seven or eight episodes, but it was still really like good. that ten. But it was it was good. What I'm saying is that uh, it. They had, I think they have like six or eight seasons. And I look back because they started popping up on my like on my Netflix main page. I was like, I thought I was like, this ended, right? Are they bringing back new episodes? And I checked. I was like, oh, I've already seen all these, unfortunately. But it was really good. I wish they would bring it back. But they did. They were like in and out. Bang, bang. And like in a year, I think they brought out everything. They all the seasons they wanted. It was good. I really sorry to go off on that tangent. But that's right. This one. Did you? OK, did you ever watch it? I watched maybe the first two seasons or That's two good. things that they called seasons. I don't know why I lost interest, but I think yeah, the first couple seasons were legit like 13 or so. I think the first two or three seasons were legit 13 episode seasons. And then like the next three were like eight to 10. I mean, uh, does so Stephen Yoon voice one of the characters, the dude from? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, he was in a movie that I wanted to watch. I'll probably talk about it next week. Um, something about it's like this weird infection movie in an office and people in an office have to battle each other um, through this like fake zombie thing but um, I've been paying attention to the stock market I learned a lot I learned that if you have enough money you can borrow stocks from people for free sell them and then when the stock tanks you can buy the shares back and give it back to the person that you borrowed it from so that you can make a bunch of money. Also known as shorting the market. Right, shorting the market. How is that not illegal? I guess it's just like a loophole that they that somebody figured out or- It's gambling. It's not, I'm assuming not- yeah. it's, just, it's just gambling. You're, you're, and enough rich you're, people want to do it that it's legal. Yeah, I mean, basically, but it's gambling. It's basically saying, like, I think that this stock is going to tank in, you know, a year or two or whatever. Yeah, but what are you gambling on? Let's let's be let's be honest. You're gambling on how good a stock is. But if you can manipulate that, then what's the point? What are you actually gambling? That's not a gamble. That's a it's like a scheme. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that's why those 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 dudes on the subreddit decided that they were going to send it in the opposite direction, because that's what these hedge. That's what the hedge fund managers were doing. They would find a company that they thought was going to tank and then go on TV to the CNBCs and the Fox businesses of the world and be like, hey, you know what sucks? GameStop. And we're going to short sell it. And so everybody was like, you know what? Middle fingers up to you, Citron and Melvin Group. We're going to we're going to send that stock price soaring and we'll see what happens. Which, you know what, listen, far be it from me. They went bankrupt, right? Far be it from me to like congratulate or, you know, high five or, or give big ups to some, to some white men because Lord knows. But I wouldn't say it's brilliant, but it's awesome. It's so funny to hear. And just imagine, okay, because GameStop is the type of stock you would have bought just 
just because you like games? No, actually, I wouldn't have. I would really because they have such shitty business practices. (laughs) No reason. There's no reason for a previous generation console to be under a hundred bucks ever. So this is it's this was done as a pure nostalgia play. It's like the um. What, what would be what would sort of be the pop the pop culture cons- uh, consumption equivalent? It would be like it's deciding like saving that- a blockbuster. After yeah, exactly. Blockbuster doesn't doesn't uh, gives you a penny for movies that you trade in. So here's the thing, though. The funny funniest part about it is like if if you had if you had uh, purchased GameStop GameStop stock. Wow. I mean, any any uh, time last year when it was like four bucks and you sold it like last week when it was 230 bucks you have made like 23 twenty thousand dollars like if you bought like 100 shares or something mm-hmm. oh man if only one it went from four bucks to 200 dollars i mean at its peak it went up to like 500 and something a few days ago it, it has yeah. it's been vol- really wildly like swinging it's been highly volatile over the past week mm-hmm. But like, um, I think earlier last week, earlier or not early last week, earlier in the week, I think it was like at 230, which is at that point. And that's the thing. All these guys are holding on to it just as a big F you. But most but like if some people would sell it now, man, that thing, you're you're going to make a a nice chunk of change. Just save that 12,000 percent. Just save a portion of it for Uncle Sam. That's all. Pretty much. Great. Like if you buy a hundred shares at four dollars, that's four hundred shares, and then you sell it at two hundred and thirty. Yeah, it doesn't matter about how many shares you have. It's twenty three thousand. You you purchase. You have a share twenty two thousand dollars. So it's great. If you just think about it, it's quite amazing. If it goes from four bucks to five hundred bucks, that's almost twelve times the or thirteen times the uh, amount. So that's, that's, I mean, I've just, it's, it's fun to watch it like as a spectator because it actually just proves how shitty everybody is about. Well, and then Melvin Capital had to like borrow, like, like had to get like an an infusion of cash, like $1.6 billion or something. Or they had to give point seven five billion dollars. Uh, where is that money coming from? I'm that's the thing. There's so much stuff in this country, in this world that Ooh. could be solved with that money. How come Ooh. one individual umbrella owns that has that money, has access to that? OOF. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Ooh, and it's Anything. funny because one of the uh, I think one of the principal owners or principal managers of the uh, of Melvin Capital is a co-owner of the Charlotte Hornets with Michael Jordan. And he's the one that he's the one that needed. The, they're the ones that needed the two and three quarter billion dollars, two and three quarters of billions dollars Ooh. for Ooh. to get to get themselves bailed out of their five billion dollar loss. I know there's some kind of hum- some big Chinese fi- financier like wrapped up in some of this because I heard somewhere that like there are like over over 2,500 billionaires in China. Billion Wait, with a B. I know how many thousand? Yeah. 25,000? 2,500. No. Oh, over 2,500. Yes. 
which is insane. And then like there are six people in China who like have a net worth of like six trillion dollars or something crazy like that. And that includes like the the head of of Alibaba. Jack Ma. Which is like the China China version of of Amazon, sort of. Mm-hmm. So it's there there is some money out here, y'all. There is money out here. And it's speaking of money, that's the okay. So are you anything I was gonna was gonna bring up what I've been watching, but I realized, is there anything else okay? Who would win in a fight, the uh, CEO of Amazon or the CEO of Alibaba? I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Like, uh, is it depends money, on who money their proxies are going to be. Their proxies, they have no proxies. They have to, they have to battle it themselves. Death they would it. never do that. They're too Trial, trial, by, trial by combat. <laughs> Trial by combat. Fucking idiots. All right, I'm done. Okay, great. So what I've been watching is, um, aside from like the old regulars, I'll start with the new stuff. So um, this week has been a bit of a challenge for me. So I spent more time watching things because I just wanted to not think about stuff. So um, I watched a few episodes of this um, Netflix reality show called Bling Empire about ridiculously, fabulously, ridiculously, ridiculously well. This is why you came with that stat about Chinese billionaires. No, I didn't get it from there. It was just from somewhere else. But yeah, so it's Bling Empire is about like really like stupidly wealthy Asian people, mostly Chinese in America and their exploits, like, you know, flying your friend and her boyfriend to Paris for a day and shutting down, like, I think Gucci or Dolce and Gabbana or something just to shop. It's, it's like sick, but it, and, and, but they all have like these petty, uh, kind of petty drama. So it is what it is. And it's, uh, very interesting and a little bit funny and so i watched a few episodes of that just to because it kept popping up on my thing i was like let me just watch it for a few minutes and then i started hearing about people talking about it after i'd watch a few episodes so it's it's fine it's 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 one of those things you can kind of have on the background it's amusing it's it is what it is so i've been watching that um or i i, I dipped into that um the second half of season three of Grownish came back. And so I've been catching up on that. So um, it's good, you know, uh, so far so good. I just, it's something I've been watching since it premiered. Uh, Grownish is a spinoff of Blackish. It stars, I'm like space. Yaya Shahidi. Yes. I was about to ask how you say your name. Yaya? Yara Shahidi. Yara. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically. I think I, said, yeah, I think I said, yeah, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, Yara Shahidi. It's basically a different world. Like Blackish is the Cosby show, Grownish is a different world. That's, that's the same. That is the, that, those are the same vibes I got from, the, from both of those shows when I watched them. I'm kind of in and out on them. Mm-hmm. Um, again. Although Blackish um, is very funny. I've never, like, like I know, I've, the episodes I have seen have been really good. And I just, I was never one of those, like, I'm committed to watching this whole show. Maybe once there's going to be a time, maybe I'll probably binge them all or watch them all like I did with The Office or whatever. But 
Yeah. Are Chloe and Hallie still in the third season? What? Grownish? They're they're oh, regular. Grown-ish. Yeah, they're series regulars on the show. No, I know. I just wanted to know if they were if they were in the back half of this third season that you started watching as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in it. Um, Again, no, very complicated it's, it's, feelings about those two because they make me feel like and they make me feel like an old dirty creep. But at the same time, my goodness, they're attractive. <laughs> um, the other thing I kind of wandered into um, is this show on Netflix called Fate: The Wink Saga. Nadia is watching that exact same show. I My binged God, it, it in less than 24 hours. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think, six episodes. I just got into it kind of, I, I kept seeing it on my Netflix thing. I think I'd, I'd seen a trailer, you know, a few weeks ago. I was like, fine. I, there was, I wanted to watch something. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it, whatever. And then I watched the first episode and it, it, it was like 40, 43 minutes, I think. And then I just kept watching it because it didn't, it wasn't like, oh, this is boring. It's a slog. It just went on. It was, it moved. So I was like, all right. So it's basically a um, live action adaptation of the, of an animated children's cartoon series from Nickelodeon from like, I think the mid-aughts, I think that's when it started or late-aughts, I don't remember. Um, And and it called Winx Club and Winx Club is a kid's show. It's like rated TV Y7. It's a children's show with like teenage girls, but it's like very tame. Uh, Fate, the Wink Saga is rated TV MA. It is, it does, it is, it is a teen show, but it's not for kids. Let's put it It like appears that. that it is meant to capture the, uh, the audience of the original Y7 series because they would be right at about the age where seeing all of these characters live action would be very intriguing to them. If you were a fan of the cartoon as totally. a child, if you're watching you know, it like six, seven, eight, yeah, exactly. Then we, if, yeah, if you're watching a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, then you know, you watching it now at like 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, mm-hmm. it might be really intriguing to you. And I, I apologize not to distract, but we ended up, she ended up watching this because it was one of the trailers that came on after we finished our binge of the first season of Lupin. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I watched that show too. Black Heist Excellence is all I will say. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's actually what I want to say that I watched Lupin. I watched the first season. It was good. Um, so I heard that there was like a controversy about the casting of this uh, Winx saga. Yeah, of the Winx saga. Yes, because some of like uh, there's a certain character that Lucha? in the in the cartoon her her name is in the live action her name is Musa in the cartoon. She presents as East Asian, and in the show, I just, I assume that she, because of her name or whatever, I assume that she and her look even, because I didn't look up any of these actors. I've never seen them before. Um, I just assumed that she was like South Asian or Middle Eastern or whatever, but her name is like, like something really English or British or white. So I don't know if maybe she's mixed or she just looks like that and she's just a regular old white girl. And Eliza then, Applebaum. Yes, Eliza Applebaum. And then uh, that is not her name. Stop it. Yeah, that's a fake. That that's a fake person's name. Let me guess. Her, her mom named Benita. Her mom. Her mom is named Benita. Uh, yes, 
as a matter of fact. Anyways, so <laughs> she, she and then I like know. maybe Jerobi, uh, Uncle Jerobi. <laughs> sorry, Jay. Sorry, okay, sorry. Just sorry. cracking up over here. Okay, so and then if like one of, if you can't appreciate good tribe call quest humor, I don't know if we can help you. Oh God, no, I get it. It's just okay. So <laughs> the other character. Um, they sort of eliminated one character and it's just they there's some controversy with the casting about it being whitewashed, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know all that. I just watched the show. I knew of Winx Club because I remember seeing little you can be aware of something and never watching it before. So I was aware of Winx Club, never seen it before. I just knew I was like, because when I saw it, I was like, isn't I was like, is this based on like that kid show? I just I didn't look it up. Usually I Google these things, but I didn't care. So I just watched it. It was good. It's basically like Hogwarts, even though I've never seen. I've never seen uh, uh, Harry Potter. Excuse me. I've never seen Harry. I've never seen Harry Potter. I've never seen it. I've seen Lord oh, of the Rings. That's enough. I thought you were I've never talking about Daniel Radcliffe. I've never seen him in real life either. No, I, I believe she's talking about the movies. Okay. Oh, you haven't seen the movies. Okay. I haven't seen all of them either. So I've never How seen How many of them have you seen? Okay. Any of them. I don't think I've seen one minute of any of them. I, I feel like I've seen a total of maybe four movies worth. All right, everybody. This has been the last episode of the Vitamin Podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I can get to know. On with these I know movies. I watched. I know I watched the final battle of the final movie. I I've definitely seen the first one, and I and I watched the one that had um this dude in it. The I'm just gonna call him the Twilight dude, but his real. This name is what is. It, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Oh, I saw he was in this movie. Was called Robert Pattinson in Harry Potter? He was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and he oh. made a brief appearance in um, the third movie, which I believe is the Order of the Fe- No Order of the Phoenix is the fifth movie. So he made a brief appearance in that one, and then he was also in the third movie, which is escaping me right now because it goes. The Sorcerer's Stone is the second. The Sorcerer's right? Stone is the first one. The Chamber of Secrets is oh, the Prisoner of Azkaban is the third one, and so that's uh, so that's I think he's I think he's briefly in that one but mostly he's in four. Um, and this, I feel like, is what the entire room felt like. I had one of those record scratch moments, like this was had to have been at least a decade ago, if not longer, um, when the last Harry Potter book was coming out. And I was with a group of people that were very excited about the last Harry Potter book coming out. And I looked around and I said, you know, I haven't read any of those books. And you, you would have thought if there was an actual ability for a record to scratch in that moment, <laughs> it would have been a full-on record scratch. The entire room looked at me like, what? And then I also realized, I was like, oh, I'm about four years older than everybody in this room. So they started reading this. By the time they started reading these books as like preteens and elementary school children, I was in middle school or near high school and not really given Aware. a good goddamn about Harry Potter. I wasn't anything. even a, I wasn't even aware of Harry Potter the books until the movies started coming out. So, yeah. in any case, although I I have read the books, I I didn't end up going back and reading the books. They're very entertaining, um, and um, yeah, I've I've seen all the movies, and it's and it's weird that you guys haven't, but that's okay. 
That's okay. I still love you. I'm not interested in seeing them. They're too okay. Many. See, listen, listen. You, you you're not just going to sit here and say stuff like that in front, right in front of my salad. Like really? Just, <laughs> just, so, just. As for as for um the Winks saga show on Netflix, um I thought it was good. It moved along really fast. It's basically about a girl who discovers that she is a fairy. She has powers, and then um she is. Um, enrolled like her parents don't know that she's fairy and um, the head mistress um, of the school finds her in like the human world there are two realms there's the human realm and then there's another world called the other world that's where all the magic and people who grew up around that stuff live um, so she is brought to this school and she's enrolled in school so she can learn how to use and control her power. So, and then all the other things that ensue, there's a, there's like a main sort of plot. There are a few subplots here and there in terms of that help sort of develop characters and build the world and everything. Um, but it's been like, I think it's been like number one on Netflix, at least Netflix USA for like almost this past week. So, um, it was good though. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. So um, I think that the, I'm pretty assured that there'll be a season two because of the way it ended. But um, like it had a resolution, but then some stuff happened in like the last few minutes that will carry the story forward. Is so, this kid? Um, is this chick a half fairy or full fairy? She's full fairy, but at the time. Um, she doesn't, well, when it starts, she doesn't really know where her powers come from. So. Is she like adopted? Does she not know that her parents were fairies or something? I mean, spoiler, she was switched oh, okay. to birth. That's what she I was. Switched to birth. It, it no doesn't come out. You... It doesn't come out to like the, to the maybe third episode or something. Second or third episode, but she was switched to birth. Cause there so, has to be a reason for you. Well, the explanation that I not know that you're a fairy. Well, the explanation that was given to her was that, well, because the power didn't really come out until like right before, like she burned her house down. She didn't. <laughs> yeah, she had never, and that power had never presented itself before. So um, I think what, what, what it was explained to her to kind of rationalize everything, because her parents didn't know that she had any powers. They weren't aware that there were fairies or anything like that. So because they lived in like, the human world um, but how it was presented to her was that there must have been someone in her family line that was a fairy but then somebody later on brought it up to her and was like well you can't have powers this strong and just be like you know a quarter fairy or whatever an, <laughs> an octa fairy you know what I mean like it's not gonna work so an octoroon fairy <laughs> not octoroon an octa fairy She's not Quadroon Fairy. <laughs> she's a she's a fair lotto. She's fair lotto. Anyways, um, um, the other thing I so on to like things I've already mentioned or we've mentioned before. So those were like the new things, Gronish and the Wink Saga. Um, I watched WandaVision. I watched the first three episodes of WandaVision. I think it's good. My thoughts are Wanda has gone glitchy. She, because she is like, 
basically in despair that her, that vision has died and her world is crumbling around her and she has created a world to help her cope that she doesn't want to escape. And I think in my opinion, spoiler, uh, Claudine, is that her name? The black woman? Oh, they're still calling her Claudine or Claudette or whatever. Hold on. I'm only on. I only finished through episode three. I have not seen episode four. Okay. Neither have I. So Claudette, Claudine or whatever her name is. I think she kind of tries to get to Wanda. I think it's like a almost like a Truman. I think and I think some of the other people, too. It's like it's almost like a Truman show situation. Like everybody knows what's going on except for her. I don't think um, talk about this until you watch episode four. I will, but that, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what I think. That's that. I haven't seen a preview for episode four. I haven't seen a trailer. I don't know synopsis. I'm just telling you sort of what I think and what I expect. But I know that Kat Dennings is coming in to reprise her role and starting on episode four to reprise her role from Thor. Dar- Darcy, I think she played Darcy yes. in Thor. So, um. That's just that's as with a, with a with passing familiarity of the source material. File then file this name away for later. Monica Rambo. Okay. Ram, Rambo. Rambo. Oh, sorry. Did I say bone? Uh, Rambo. Excuse me. Did you watch? Did you watch uh, Captain Marvel? Who me? Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Her, um, the, the little the little black girl from Captain Marvel. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay, so um, what else? Um, I watched Age of Ultron because of the third episode of WandaVision. And you went back to watch Age of Ultron? Uh-huh. Okay, so it's actually very helpful. Oh, I may, may see if those movies weren't so long, I'd probably just be like, yeah, we'll just go back. But, but the here's thing, the thing. Oh, yeah, they are pretty long. They're like Age so, of Ultron's like two and a half hours. So here's the thing, like. The, the other thing I had to realize before I started watching one or right when I started watching WandaVision, like in the first few minutes, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I was like, I think I know what's going on, but I wanted to make sure I was like, okay, Vision does die in Infinity War and he's not in Endgame. So I was like, okay, I get what's happening now, sort of. I think I see what's going on. Yes, because right? without he doesn't the mind show up stone, and he, yes, he, he doesn't, there's no vision. I understand that. And I remember from, and I had to go watch a clip to refresh my memory. Cause I tell you when I watch movies, like I, I, I remember broad strokes, details, if, if, especially if it wasn't like the most impactful thing or if I haven't watched it multiple times, little details, I don't remember, especially if I've only seen the movie once. So, however, I, I went back and saw a clip and I was like, yeah, he did. Yes, and he was not in Endgame. I did some. I did some googling. I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. Got it. So other than that, um, WandaVision is good so far. I know the the episode four is already out. It it came out like the day after I finished watching the first three episodes. It come out on midnight Eastern on Friday. So yeah, I just haven't. I just haven't gone back to watch it yet. Um, so there's that. Um, I watch um married at first sight that's that's married at first sight uh, 
it is this especially this this third episode oh jehovah okay um sounds messy oh there's one person in particular who is messy everybody else is just kind of eh. well there's one person in particular who is messy his name is chris he is an african-american male he got matched up with a young lady named Paige, who's also African-American. Now, young Chris, uh, 28, something like that. He apparently, his parents are pastors or his father's a pastor, or grandfather's a pastor. He grew up being a pastor. And then he was like, I can't make no money from being a pastor. So he's like, I'm not going to be a pastor no more. Um, he claims to be, you know, he wants to, he, he's God-fearing and he wants a woman that's God-fearing, but he also wants a woman who's a freak. Um, he, before the wedding day, before his wedding day, his Mary at first sight wedding day, he had just ended an engagement three months before, which begs the question, was it like a week after your engagement was over that you went for the casting of Married at First Sight? Because, excuse me, that feels is, fast. Oh, it feels. Why didn't down. the producers kind of nip that in the bud and just cast somebody else? Because it's a reality. No, because show. he went. And he went in. For, here's the thing. He went in for the casting. Wasn't sure he was going to get it. Then when he got it, he left the lady he was with. I'm is that what you think, Kevin? I'm. I don't I'm think convinced of that time. I don't think. I actually don't think that that's what happened. But I think that. I just think if you just meet this guy, you're just like okay. I don't think that that's what happened. I think that um, he doesn't he, strike you as somebody who's 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 just wants to be on television. Maybe get a little famous, make some bread that way. Not necessarily. He's not. I wouldn't say he is like that TV ham at all. But I think he does think that he's awesome. And that early convinced you know, of his own awesomeness. Yeah. So um so he um he he got matched up with this young lady named Paige, who's also black. Cute girl has like a body yaddy yaddy. Body yaddy yaddy. Okay, that thing be thanging. No, she's oh she just said she was black. And that thing be thank that thing is thanging. Wait, so, so wait, wait. You gotta explain. I thought you said that he was a pastor. He's a failed pastor. Failed son pastor. Of, son, yes, failed pastor, son of another pastor. Why did I think that, that they set him up with a white lady? Why did I hear that? Maybe because, I heard that. no, because I said her name. Which was I said twice that she was blackened, but her name is Paige, so you know. Uh, oh, okay. So, um. Paige is, she's a cute girl. You know, she's brown, like brown, dark skin, but, um, and um, I think that people are feeling that that is posing a bit of an issue for young Chris um, in terms of, you know, the colorism of it all. Um, and I'm not going to disagree because that's what it felt like, but that's just, that's just me. And another, um, and other people. I'm doing my uh, my my Googles right now, and um, he looks like a herb. He's not. Listen, and the thing is, when he talks, okay, 
it's so funny because, you know, few, especially black folk are not going to be like, oh, well, he ugly anyway. They're not going to say that. They're going to be like, he's talking about how, oh, he, he needs a girl who's pretty, who's this, who's that, blah, blah, blah. And people will be like, well, you're not, you're not really one to talk either. That's their way of saying, excuse me, sir. You are no, you are not hot yourself. You know what I mean? When you say you're not one to talk. Anyways, so he sees her for the first time. He's not attracted to her, right? But all he could talk about is her, is her, is her body. Oh, she got a body. She got a body. She got a body. So basically, you know, thinks of her as a butterface. And, uh, so she, um, so yeah, he, he's just kind of, he, he had a tattoo of his ex's name. He got it covered up, brought up his ex fiance that he had been engaged before just a few days and a few months before brought it up at the wedding day. Like, don't bring it up then bring it up later. Not at the wedding day, you weirdo. Um, what else is going on with this fool? He, 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 his, then um, he's, he's very materialistic. That's the other thing. He talks about how much money he got, how much money he's making, how he's the youngest, per, he's the youngest um, person to own like a franchise of a popular, like uh, a food chain. Do you know what it is? Can I tell you what he owns? A subway. Stop it. Stop a it. subway this fool owns a, a subway and he's acting like he owns a Ruth's Chris or something he <laughs> he owns a subway a the sandwich shop sir get your shit together anyway and on top of, okay I mean aside from some of these agree so he yeah he's very materialistic he thought that he was going to come there and talk about Oh, I'm about to close on my first house and this and that. Girl, it's like, I'm a CPA and a realtor. I have a house that I'm renting out. So, and what? And he was like, oh, scary. Oh, no. He didn't expect her to be like, you know, educated and doing for herself. He expected some, I guess he expected some gold digger because he kept on talking about how, oh, women only want him for his money. I'm like, but if you're only presenting your material possessions, what do you think you're if going that's to attract? the only thing you're offering, then, yeah. And then, so wait, you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? have money? You weren't listening. You, so weren't, I, lis you weren't listening you to when, tell I, me when I first, I said exactly who he was. In the subway business. owning franchisee. This, and he's like a finance, this, he's a finance manager. So I think he, 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 he the only finances he's managing are his own. Um, <laughs> He, he works at he works at a car dealership. That's one of those finance managers. You know, you make commissions off of like um, how many getting people loans for cars and stuff. Yes, how many you if you do a lot, you get a cut. So that's usually how it works. So here here's the thing. Here's the thing that we all need to educate ourselves about our uh, African American sisters here. When you are talking about the most educated, most entrepreneurial. Like one of the fastest growing sector, one of the fastest growing um, demographic groups when it comes to wealth building, we're talking about black women in yeah. the United States. Yeah. So the odds on bet is that of the two of them, he would be the loser in the group. Yeah. 
pretty much. That's the odds on bet. Pretty much. It was so funny it. when she just she just gave it to him, bam, in his face. I was like, ah, a dummy. Anyway, so like the other thing, there are a couple other things. One, his father, like when she went to go, like after the wedding, during the reception, she goes to go sit down with his parents and they talk or whatever. So the mom seems really sweet, gives um, her some advice, you know, take your time, you know, take your time, don't rush into anything, just get to know each other, blah, 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 which, okay, reasonable advice for, you know, two strangers that don't know each other. Um, then the father, child, this boy, this man's father starts talking, talking about, basically telling her, make sure, you know, when your husband comes back from a long day of working hard, make sure you give him some good old sex, basically. He tried to put it delicately, but it wasn't delicate and it was whack. And if you saw her face, she was like, uh, uh, okay. She tried to cover it up. Is there a way to saying that delicately? Like there probably is. Make sure you show him attention if he has a hard day. That's pretty much all you really need to say, right? Yeah, well, he not being nasty. But I guess the apple doesn't fall very far. It showed on. It showed on. And they were talking about honeymoon babies and everything. Like, gross. Like, these people are strangers. They don't know each other. Okay. And then um, I'm not even at the final straw. Okay. So then uh when they were when Chris and Paige were eating their dinner at the reception he starts asking her like do you have a high sex drive are you on contraception are you you know what you know all kinds of things in the middle of dinner and she was like I'm not I'm not how can you eat (laughs) like you said my salad (laughs) you're asking about contraceptive while I'm eating my salad right (laughs) okay so this guy is just like, I don't know if it's no filter. He just feels like I'm not attracted to her anyway. Let me, at least let me see if I can get some. Let me see what she's working with. Maybe that's sort of my impression. You know what I mean? And then the- I, I don't think they're the, ever going to choose ugly, no offense. They're not going to choose any ugly people for that show unless they're honestly trying to troll somebody or they really feel like these two people match in attractiveness. Well, so I, I think feel- it's kind of weird that he's like straight up like, I don't- well, he's, he talked to her friends and he was like, you know, she's pretty much the opposite of, of what, what I usually, you know, look for or what I go for. And they're, they were like, so, but what does that mean? Like, what do you usually go for? He's like, oh, you know, real, real pretty and this and that. Basically like exotic looking lights. Of course. He's whack. Anyway, not even that. Here's something outside of the show. Outside of the show, the blogs reported that he has a baby on the way from his former fiance. And whether he knew or didn't know, it's going to be on the show because they they showed some little previews of what's coming up on the season at the end of this episode. And child, I can't wait for the mess. Season two can't wait for the divorce. Divorce that second sight. Divorce (laughs) the first divorce that first baby mama. (laughs) Well, this is this is season 12 of the show. So anyway. So that's Married at First Sight. I love it. Can't wait for it. What makes me more excited is the breakdown show that I usually um, watch on YouTube uh, on Sundays. So can't wait for that. And I love to hear people's takes on it because everyone is like, 
Chris is a mess. And he, they feel really bad for Paige. They're like, why would these producers or whoever set this girl up like this? Blah, blah, blah. So let's see. I feel the same way. Why would they? Anyway. Maybe they're doing that so that she can get with a celebrity after the show's over. That's just dumb, though. That's stupid. She's going to be no. famous for, for dealing with an a-hole. And then it's going to lift up a her celebrity. Okay, Not like a real about? celebrity. You be watching like, too much you know, TV. Another, Another like celebrity. You watch too much TV. Anyway, everybody's a celebrity now. If you're on, if you're on reality TV, you're a reality celebrity. Yeah, I don't think they have to go the long way. They just should have set her up with someone nice, someone better. That's all. Maybe they didn't have anybody better or nicer. I'm sure they did, but you know, also this is a TV show, so they gotta. But you're putting you're putting people through some serious stuff. They have to really get married. It's not like a fake marriage. And if they choose not to go forward with the marriage. They have to really get a divorce, not an annulment, a divorce. So it's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. Anyway. You're previously divorced. Why? Uh, Well, I was on this TV show a few years back. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so um, then the other last thing um, that I haven't consumed, well, I have consumed in the past, but I just found out it's coming back for one last season is this Netflix show called On My Block, which I love. Um, I didn't think block. it was coming on my block. It's a, basically a coming of age sort of a story. It's a television, so seasons. I think they've had three seasons. Is this LA or New York? LA. And it's a it's a script, it's a television show. It's not a it's not a reality show, but it's quite good. Um, I really, I really loved it. I didn't think it was coming back. Sort of the way it ended, kind of. It, there, it, it was. I wouldn't say it was cliffhangery, but it, so like if it had ended like that, I would have just been like, oh, I really wish I would seen more. But I'm okay. But I want to see more. So it um, it's coming back for one final season, which I'm very excited about. I just saw it like randomly on, I think Netflix and my eyes were like aghast. They didn't show any like new scenes, but they said it was coming back. I don't know when it's coming back. Just like dear white people don't know when that's coming back. I'm sure COVID is, has messed a lot of things up with, yeah. with all these filming schedules and stuff. But On My Black is coming back for a final season. I'm very excited about it. I really love it. So that's pretty much what I've been what I've been looking at this week. So let's take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into our review of Final Girl. And we're back. We're going to get into our review of Final Girl. Um, This is a movie that came out in 2015. Uh, It stars Abigail Breslin, uh, Alexander Ludwig, and Wes Bentley. I don't know those two guys. Although Wes Bentley looks familiar. I feel like I've seen him and stuff. See the dude with the dark hair? Yes. And Abigail Breslin, I, you know, from things, Little Miss Sunshine, Signs. I think she was in August Osage County. She's been in stuff, so. Was he an American beauty? Was he the weird dude that was filming the bags? Yes. Was in in American beauty, yes. Yes. That's a good one, okay. Mm. I didn't even look that up. I just, I was like his face. I looked it up to see where I've seen him before. And he was an American beauty. And I was like, I vaguely remember, but that's not, I feel like I've seen him something a little bit more recent, but I couldn't figure it out. Anyways, so um, basically Final Girl 
sort of my synopsis of Final Girl is uh, preppy white boy douchebags that like killing blonde girls for sport and what happens when they encounter the wrong blonde girl. So, it's never explained why they kill them. Um, it's for sport. It, yeah, they're just doing it because they want to do it. It seems like there are like a secret society of people who are doing it too. Uh, I don't know if it's a secret society. Like I said, preppy white boy douchebags. They just yeah. don't have anything else to do. There are a lot of holes, at least to me, in this movie. What year does it take place? That's what. That's we gonna get into it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. There are a lot of like holes in this movie. A lot of underdeveloped things in this movie. I guess they want you to ignore and just to focus on the killing and the fact that Abigail Breslin comes into wreck shop, I suppose. But there, there are questions that are unanswered that sort of I didn't have me fully in this movie. So it's like, okay, what is it? Did this movie truly take place in like the 50s slash early 60s because that's sort of just all stylistic that's the exactly or is it stylized that way um if it's stylized that way there's no technology so i tend to think that it, it did take place in that sort of era however it's either like it took place in that era in history or like another universe, a parallel universe where everything is stylized in like the 50s and 60s. Like, I don't know. That's why. Right. So here, if if it was stylized, where are the black people? And if it wasn't stylized, if it actually was taking place in the 50s, then that's how they can kind of explain away the fact that there are no black people in this movie. I mean, I guess. So the other thing is so like, I'm, I'm I'm just gonna take it for the fact that it took place in the 50s. Yeah, me too. Fifth, six, I think it's like I think that might be like really early 60s. So I was thinking late 50s, early 60s, like 61 or 60 or something like that. That's mm-hmm. sort of what that's giving me. Um for Kennedy, obviously. Right. So basically, uh um Abigail Breslin, who's like the main character, she plays a young woman, teenage girl, I think, probably about 17 or 18, um, who's trained from childhood to defeat a group of high school boys who hunt and kill their female classmates. Um, that's sort thing, of the, I, She might be older than, than 17 because the opening scene had her, what, at age eight? No, I would, I would say six or five. In Wikipedia, they say five. But I had five? her. I clocked her at six, yeah. I clocked that, her at six That or seven. kid that played her... I could have sworn she could have been at least nine. No, that's too old. Because she then it was like, that... how many years later? 12. Twelve. Yeah. That kid didn't look nine. She didn't look nine at all. She looked between six and seven and a half. That I was, think that's there was something that she either that. said or maybe something. But she's supposed she, to be like a she genius. Looked. She's supposed uh, to be a genius. Where did they explain that? That's the thing. They don't explain any of this stuff. That's my deal. Like it's 84 minutes, it's tight, but they don't really give, like the name of this whole movie is like, no, not enough context. You know what I mean? Not enough story development. Where did you find out that she was a genius and like you read a synopsis of it? No, like just the way she was talking, she had a really good memory. He asked her like, you know, how many steps is it from from your room uh, to downstairs? Oh, how many steps is it from your room to the bathroom? What's in your bathroom? She could r- rattle off every single detail. I, I 
you know, I've lived in my my bedroom for over a year and a half. I couldn't tell you every single detail of what's going on over there. You I know could what probably I mean? do that in my childhood and childhood home. I don't think I could do that with my childhood home. Not at six or seven. The way that she was thinking about it, like she closed no, but her she eyes. Ra- but she, you don't, she, she's not like, she's like, um, um, it's this, I think she rattled it off and was sure and confident about it. I think she had, she had this recall thing. I think the reason why, you know, they even, she was even being talked to that way and, you know, sort of looked at to be trained is because she probably is a child with a high IQ. That's yeah. the that's the assumption that I got because I don't think they should would have gotten some like dumb dumb kid who's like, hey, want me dolly and she wasn't crying about her parents even though they died. The only thing she asked her was like ice cream because, you know what I mean. Yeah. So like I think that the questions I have about it is like okay so West Bentley's character I think his name is William. Okay. They um, he's the person who trains. Abigail Breslin, who I think her name is Veronica. Right. Um, he William is one that trains Veronica from the time she's a child. And the only glimpse we sort of get into his life or past is the fact that his 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 wife and I think family were killed. So right. wife and child were killed by by a very bad man. They don't talk about who the very bad man is. They don't talk about the details, the the circumstances behind it. They don't, I mean, I guess we're supposed to believe that the reason why he is where he's at, some kind of agency, which we don't know if they're hired assassins, if they're covert spies, if it's, you know what I mean? We don't get any context, CIA, we don't know what it is. Um, So I guess we're supposed to believe that because that happened, that tragedy happened to him, he has sort of been brought into, or he brings himself into this agency that you know, or I don't know what they do. Like it does, it's not clear what they do. Mm-hmm. At first, when I was seeing it, I was getting like Hannah vibes. You know, the movie Hannah was with um, Thersha Ronan and Eric Bana. Okay, yeah. Where he basically raises, Eric Bana's character raises Thersha Ronan's herself. character, Hannah, Hannah, to be like this, I guess, spy, or she's like a trained, she's like a killer. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I've I've only seen that movie once, and I didn't really see the whole entire thing. I see. I think I saw like most of it. I think I saw like seventy five, eighty five percent of that movie. Okay. But um, I, I was getting those vibes from it, so I thought, okay, maybe it's similar, but it departs quickly from that. So this one, there are a lot of thing unanswered questions about this. So I don't know if that's just deliberately how the script was written, or they just cut a lot of stuff out. But like, I just I'm assuming it, they cut stuff out because. It, it, it left me not sort of understanding um, like where everybody, where everybody come from, where do they all come from? You know what I mean? What is the motivation other than them? They want to they, they, they want to stop these, these, these asshole boys from killing pretty girls. But I still, I see. I need more of a motivation. Like, how did you even get into this line of work in the first place? This is the first time. What age? What do you? Where do you work? Like, you know, why is this something y'all do? How did you find out about these boys? How did you know? Like, these are the questions that I have that were not answered. So, I mean, the movie. I mean, everything else, the action, I guess, is okay, but everything else is just kind of. Those are the questions that I had. What about you? <laughs> Uh, 
I was I was led to believe when I was watching it that William was a part of this crew and left because they they killed his family. Um, or he was like undercover trying to take these guys down and then they killed his family. Um, his motivations. I feel like he had the only clear motivations in it, but that's only because he told he told the little girl what was up. Uh, her parents were already dead. They didn't say who killed her parents, right? Right. They didn't say how her parents died. I don't think. Right. I don't think they did. I mean, I guess the assumption. Yeah, I don't recall. So she doesn't did, really have. She doesn't really have any sort of like revenge to stand on. So it's really just she's trained by this dude when she's a kid. So that's all she really knows is this guy and her training, right? Well, here's the, here's the funny part. You were saying that you know, he was a part of their crew, but not because he's an adult when he takes in this girl. No, I was he's assuming boy. that he was a part of the crew and he got kicked out and they killed his family for. That's, that's for what I'm leaving. telling you, but okay. that, that wouldn't work because these boys, the, yeah. the, the crew of boys, they were, they're at the same age as these are high school boys. No, that's they why were. I was saying it's a secret society where they kind of just recycle those four boys. Yeah, don't think you know so. what I mean? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I could see why because we're left with nothing, but I still don't think that that's really what it okay. is. I would, uh, I would, I would make, I would like it if they kind of like told us how William sort of acquired the information about these boys, you know, mm-hmm. how long he's, if he's been surveilling them, how long he's been surveilling them, you know, how long, you know, how he figured out that these guys were taking girls into the woods and killing them. You know, how come I mean? he didn't stop them at any other point? Yeah. Or yeah. did he find out? When did he find out? Was it after the fact? Like, because he, at this point, he, he killed like 20 girls, 20 mm-hmm. girls. And I think at one point they thought he had killed maybe 12. They had killed 12 girls, girls. You know what I mean? So stuff like that. So basically, it we come across these um, four guys um jameson who's the ringleader he's the one who recruits the girls Mm -hmm. Uh, danny who's like a psycho let's was he the giggly one that kind of looked like the axe wielding yes the axe wielding yes he was best joke i was when i (laughs) it's so funny you said that because when i was watching this i was like is he like on his i felt like he was being doing like okay i'm gonna play this like if Jared Leto was playing a crazy person. See, That's that, the vibe he, that was getting. predates that whole Jared Leto. I, I know it predates Jared Leto as Joker, but it doesn't predate Jared Leto as an actor. You know what I mean? So I just <laughs> got that vibe. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying Jared Leto is a bad right. actor, but I feel like this is the way Jared Leto would play it <laughs> if Jared Leto was, was playing this character. That's in my opinion. So... Okay. Um, then you have uh, Nelson, who is the guy with the bat, and he has this whole Oedipal thing with his mom. I got that immediately. Well, what do you? And when did you? What, during the dinner? Yes. Okay, that, I feel like weird. that was the first time they introduced her, and I yes. saw it immediately. The way he was I, talking about her. Exactly, it felt weird. It was yeah. creepy. And then we have Shane, who seems like the most normal kind of. Shane has a girlfriend. Shane has Shane was also played by uh, Cameron Bright, who was in Yuri one of my favorite Paul Walker scared. movies. <laughs> Yuri from Running Scared. Yes. Right. 
Um, I wanted to watch that movie after watching this, but I decided against it. So, um, so we had those four boys um, that, you know, uh, James, what basically the MO is like Jameson uh, sees a girl. They're usually picks blonde a girl boys. that he picks likes. Blonde he likes girl blonde girl that he thinks are, that is attractive and then invites said blonde girl to come out with him where they he they he takes he 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 with the girl picks up his three friends they uh go into the woods and then proceed to terrorize said blonde girl and kill her they hunt her and they kill her it's they give her a head start tell her to run in the woods in abandoned woods where nobody can hear her scream and then they yeah and they, they, they kill her, her some some hunter and killer in some form or fashion so that's basically the movie it's pretty straightforward um uh like we mentioned before william and um veronica who uh that is abigail breslin's character mm-hmm. they happen upon they find out i guess somehow that uh, who knows how because like I said, magic the movie is full of holes. Do you know, the actually, I know how I know how they figured it out. I know how they figured it the out. The movie is full of holes and unanswered questions. It's Do you like, know what? You question. Can fill every did, hole. Did the guys in this movie oh, give you like some interesting MAGA vibes? No. They're too smart they to be MAGA. They gave me American Psycho vibes. Yeah. Everybody. Okay. All right. Everybody was a different type of like secret serial killer. Yeah. Yep. You know. No mention of Huey Lewis or the news. No, it takes place in like the early 60s. Late 50s. Listen, I think every plot hole and every like missing detail can be filled in with these three letters. DMT. (laughs) DMT. Now, it has a very like significant part of this movie because during Veronica's training... William injects her with a combination of truth serum and DMT to get her to face her fears. Sodium pentacol for those who are uh, mm-hmm. unaware. And then uh, DMT stands for die. I don't really care. It's some It's a hallucinogen that's, I guess, more powerful than powerful than LSD. Yeah. So, so during her training, yeah. he injects her with it, and then she kind of goes nuts. And then she realizes her biggest fear is uh, William, who she loves, kill, killing her. And DMT which, is dimethyltryptamine, which is a uh, em- emphasis molecule. on the part. <laughs> yes, it's a molecule in the same vein as uh, LSD, dopamine, epinephrine, and other Ayahuasca. such, such uh, neurochemical agents that can precipitate uh feelings of either euphoria or hallucinations so speaking of like yeah she uh, veronica does i guess love william but it's more so like i mean i guess the feeling well is she gonna love right like she doesn't have any parents not like she's had a boyfriend uh you know she has this guy who's who's taking care of her so who knows if he's like she sees she sees him as a love interest, but it's more so probably like a father figure thing, and it's all mixed up. It was weird. They touched on it for a brief moment, and then really didn't really 
encounter it again. It's, yeah. The movie is weird. Okay, in terms of and then apparently they have a pancake date at the end. Yeah, it was after all the killings. All were of the all the chaos. Yeah. And the thing I couldn't let go of, which is so silly, but the thing I couldn't let go of is that she's all dirty from being out in the woods for hours. And then she licks her finger, dirty ass she And like from (laughs) punching these boys and killing these boys. So she has like their blood, their sweat, their whatever other fluids mixed with dirt from the woods. And then uses her dirty ass finger to... To, to scoop up some whipped cream and put it in her mouth. I'm like, girl, go wash your hands. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what she's asked in that moment. He's like, how's it taste? And she's like, terrible. I'm like, of course you'll taste terrible. But it does terrible because you didn't wash <laughs> go your wash your hands. hands. <laughs> oh my God. Why would you wash your hands? I mean, oh, man. guys, do you find it funny? What do you find it funny watching movies in like the age of COVID and being like, you guys oh. are entirely too close to each it's other impossible. right now? Yes. It's almost it's, impossible sometimes. It's like, it's, why are they even outside? Oh, yeah. Okay. I this realized, was, okay. This, this was in the before COVID. times. This is in the before times. Exactly. <laughs> this was in the before times. God. So, anyway, um, with like, I, we were talking, like, she finally encounters these, they find out about it. She goes through her, her training or whatever um it's the training is weird i guess and then it involves a lot of choking the thing about the training and and abigail fighting fighting in this is that uh there's some i was watching something where somebody was like "I, i don't really like watching a little white girl uh fake beat up dudes twice her size it's not realistic to me and usually when movies do that they do something to where they will give the advantage to the smaller person so it's more realistic. There's like a whole genre. There's like a whole laundry list of movies where that's essentially like the driving the driving premise, you know, like Salt or all of uh, Scarlett Johansson's parts in the Avengers movies. Um, <laughs> there was that Elliot Page movie, Hard Candy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, that was, was a little Elliot different Page because... Mm-hmm. Oh, she okay. She was Ellen. Okay, that movie though, I don't really feel it was like in 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 um uh, what was that movie that you just mentioned about with Ellie? Hard, Hard Candy. Candy. Hard Candy. In Hard Candy, I want to say she kept on putting her opponent at a disadvantage. So, at, at least for an audience member, it felt like okay, this is making sense. And also, she got hit a couple times in the face, like pretty hard, right? In that movie, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And so, well, so, so did, I guess the so did Abigail, so did Abigail Breslin in this one. She kept yeah. getting yeah, but face. only she because she was being she stupid. Re- she had to reset her nose. But I think and there was she... also Atomic Blonde and the Old Guard. In case okay, hold on, Atomic Blonde. Africans. First off, Charlize Theron is an African queen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Take that. Back. She's also like tall in the most technical. She's, she's a big. The, in the she's most a big technical woman. sense of the word. Yes, she's also she a tall is. woman. She's a big so, she's a big woman. So in Atomic Blonde, it made sense because just as she was able to take some punches from people who were around her size, she was able to throw them too. With this whole Abigail Breslin thing, they could just in that movie. They could just toss her across the room if they really wanted and to. The problem is when you have those those real little ones that look like they could blow away in a stiff breeze, and then they're out here handling like 180 and 200 pound dudes. Yeah, it it beggars belief. But well, that's part of the I suspension mean, of disbelief in this point, right? right? Well, they helped with, with well, they helped with it, but go ahead, Uche. 
Like you'll get I'm to that. I'm fine with that part. Like that's part of the suspense. Like you said, the suspension of disbelief. The parts that bother me about this movie are all like, there's no con. There's no context for anything. It's so many. The plot holes are just you can drive. <laughs> I don't know what you could drive through it. Mack truck. Um, the whatever's bigger than that, an airplane, a battleship, like uh, Boeing seven seventy seven, battleship. That's an aircraft carrier, something. I mean, it's just it, they're like it's huge. So, you know, she they get her to they get oh uh, Veronica into the woods. They're playing their psychotic little game or whatever. She brings um she brings a flask, right? She's like, oh, does anybody want to drink? And the flask has that that the truth DMT, serum and, truth and serum the DMT mixture. mixture in it, right? So that's how she kind of she gets an Evens advantage. The playing field. Yes, over, but not all the boys take it. Three of the boys take it. The ringleader, Jameson, who's played doesn't by uh, by Alexander Ludwig, he doesn't drink. And I just feel like not because he thinks it's poison, but I think he just wants to have an even head. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He don't want to get drunk. Yes, and I don't. You know, who knows if he even drinks at all? He's probably he's one of those guys. And it he also made it seem he like to, he wants to have a clear head when he's killing. I didn't catch so, that all three of them drank, but then they did. later in the movie, they're like they all drank. Or they the did. They all. The, they the did three. all drink. Yeah. So, um, uh, so she gets. She sort of gets them primed. But at first, it's, but at that time, she's still playing dumb or whatever, innocent. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, the quote unquote fun begins where, uh, you know, they make her run and then they mm-hmm. start chasing her, you know, she, you know, she gets to, she gets to psycho Danny first. He is just, I was glad he, they got rid of him first because he was annoying. Was he seeing so, pandas, pandas yes. in suits? Now, he this is the part of the suits. movie. That that I thought was supposed to bring me in, but it took me out. Hmm. Uh, it took me out one because they're in the woods, but every shot in this movie has a gigantic light facing directly towards the camera through the woods. So you're like, oh, is there somebody with a spotlight at the other end? Oh, somebody's here to save him. No, it was just a stylistic thing. That's how they scenes. Particularly with um, Nelson, he had like a circle light right on him, and I was like, it's, "I was like, is that the hallucinogen?" And but then Abigail Breslin comes upon him, and it's not dark. So I was just like, "Okay, what?" Is, and he's the only one who had that big old spotlight on him. Everybody else didn't. So I was like, "Are they trying to tell us that that's the moon, or are they just this is they they this is like an artistic?" This is why. This is why I asked. Toy. I asked Uzo about the cinematography for this particular reason because but he didn't watch they, it, so. well i mean he was looking at it so the thing is the thing is the way that they set up every scene i am currently watching it just so we're <laughs> they kept they they had like the same shots so anytime they're in the diner they would always film it in the same way anytime they're in the woods they always have that light so it always looked like they were repeating things in the movie kind of the it seemed like they're trying to get your mind used to certain locations, which I mean, it's, it's a strategy, but then when they went to the woods, everything was being shot with like a whole bunch of light. Uh, the style was in the, in the shots as opposed to in like what people were doing. So it was really confusing. Like you would think, Oh, they're about to get saved or, Oh, they're about to get caught. But really it was just, 
how they lit the scene and it was it really seems like they were trying to convey the fact that you know there was some hallucinating going on no they that's the thing though they only did that they ne- they that, that whole lighting thing happened whether somebody was hallucinating or not right except with so, the except yeah, yeah 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 you're right that light yeah. stuff was happening whether somebody was hallucinating or not it was when hard somebody to would out. hallucinate though they would either change the color of the of the of the of the little, screen like the filter much yeah or or it would just be something so like ridiculous that you're like oh this is somebody's imagining this so like it 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 the per, it it was hard to figure out the perspective when watching them especially doing those um those hallucinatory mm-hmm. parts but it was hard to figure out the perspective like whose perspective are we seeing this through right or are we flies on the wall it was really difficult to because at one point it's like they wanted us to figure it was through somebody's perspective. And then at one point where it's supposed to be flies on the wall, it was very haphazard. It kept on switching back and forth. Yeah. And if somebody's tripping balls like that to the point where they had those guys tripping, why didn't Abigail Breslin come up from behind them and just bash him really good once on the back of the head and that'd be it? She kept on like toying with them and then getting her ass beat while they were hallucinating. So it's like you're evening the playing field, but you're still making these dumb mistakes. She apparently likes to play with her food. But the thing is, she's supposed to be this genius. So why is she playing at all? Geniuses don't play. They get their For work. For the same reason I, she doesn't I wash her hands. She's crazy. I have, I, have <laughs> I, have to, I have something to say about that for the end. But um, the other thing I... Um, so, you know, when she, she kills... She kills... Um, hold on a sec. Yeah, your baby. I heard him. He's like, mama. Hey, baby. Mama. Hey, guy. You keep on, you keep on saying the word kills and death and D- DMT. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to run back. He's going to run back to his dad and be like, mommy's talking about drugs. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so he wasn't even in the room. He was talking. He no, was I know. I know. I know. I'm just. By the way, so, mommy's talking about drugs. Another excellent choice for a, uh, for a title for this episode. I'm talking about drugs. So, um, uh, she she kills the first psycho. She kills the first psycho dude, uh, Danny. With that, she just axed him yeah. after he was like tripping, seeing the the guy, the guys in panda he- heads. Heads. And then, um, then she comes upon Nelson, and Nelson is having. He's tripping. He, I guess he he's. He thinks it's his friends. People no, are these dudes in up. ski masks are running around yes. circles around him. Right, are, are beating him up. That's sort of what he's and This is what made me think that they're a part of a secret society. Like, why is he tripping yeah, no. about these dudes in these masks? But right before he dies, yeah, he kisses so. him. He, like, makes out with yeah, his mom. Yeah, he, t- he makes out with his mom. And then, you know, and then Abigail Abigail Brayson Brayson smashes his head in with a with, with a rock. rock, which awesome. So then... Nice. Um, <laughs> Then she gets to, for a while, we think, she, you know, they're, uh, what you call it, Shane is looking, Shane is the one with the girlfriend. Shane is looking for him. And then we see a scene where Shane's girlfriend drives up and, and is looking. And first I'm like, how does she know where they're at? But then I was like, okay, I was going with it. And then it, it, the whole sequence was weird. Come to find out it's a hallucination. Didn't think it was a hallucination, but it was a hallucination. Shane's biggest fear was that 
Um, he finds out that she, uh, his girlfriend was has been sleeping with with uh, with Jameson, right. and yeah. he like in his hallucination he kills Jameson, right, and then starts choking his girlfriend, who in actuality he was choking um, Veronica. Abigail Breslin. Mm -hmm. And then she sort of gets out of it and kills him. She chokes him and he dies. The last person left is awesome. Well, now the thing, the thing about that part is that, so you're saying like during his hallucination, Abigail Breslin, Veronica is pretending to be that dude's girlfriend and just watching him act all this stuff out. That's another weird thing about hallucinations in movies where it's not everybody's hallucinating. And then the, the audience doesn't know what um, perspective you're watching it from. That's what I'm saying. This movie is just like that. You don't know what's happening. And I think, I mean, I guess it was on purpose, but it was still weird. So it got me too. I was like, until he finally, she killed him. I was like, oh, so he was just hallucinating. Got it. So the then the last guy is Jameson, the ringleader. Mm-hmm. And they sort of, you know, they go back and forth. They're beating each other up. They talk He's, first. Yes, they do talk. Um, he asks, they ask each other questions and then, you know, she proceeds to dispense with him. Uh, how does she, she want to get, get one over on him though? I forget how she actually does I think it. She just beat, she, she really choked just, him out, right? She really just beat him up and then she got a good grip on his neck. Right. She, she put him to sleep basically poured the rest of that, her flask that had the hallucinogen and the truth serum in uh-huh. his mouth. Then some, she drags him. She gets to the middle of the woods. I didn't see how she got him in that noose, but she apparently got him in a noose. (laughs) Got him in a noose. Like six foot tall kid into a noose. And and then then hangs that noose on a tree and then lifts him up. I guess it's already there. I don't know. Like I said, holes. So improbabilities. And usually, listen, I'm usually. Whole time the, the woods at night is bright as hell. And I guess, listen, here's the thing with me in movies, right? With me in movies, you know, I if I'm watching the movie, I've already agreed to be on the train. I'm on the ride. You know what I mean? You don't have to convince me if I'm watching it there, right? There's some people who are like, I I need to be convinced to watch this movie when they start watching the movie. I'm like, if you're watching the movie, you should. So I'm I'm already on the ride. I've 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 suspended disbelief. Okay, but weird. A lot of weird shit has to happen, or the movie just has to be plain bad or plot holes or whatever that that I have to like pull the cord and be like, you know what? I don't know, man. Uh, I feel like this takes a lot for you to tap out. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to that. It takes a lot to get me to tap out, but it's just like, I yeah, like you already had me. You have me at, at hello. You had me at the start of this movie. It, you have to kick me off the train. You know what I mean? You got to kick me off. I got you. Right? I got you. So I'll hop off the train, though. They get me, they get me, they get her, uh, they get this guy, she gets this guy on the noose and he's like, the funniest part is that, you know, after all the tough shit and all the stuff he was talking and doing and stuff, at the end of it, he's hallucinating. So I don't know if it's like the drugs that's not hallucinating, he's crying. I don't know if it's the drugs that's making him cry, but he is terrified. He doesn't want to die, all this stuff. Then he starts hallucinating, seeing all the dead girls all the girls he's killed sort of come at him and he like, you know, loses his balance and his footing. And then he gets off the stump that he was standing on and he's, he's hanged and he dies. 
The thing is that hallucination cocktail was supposed to be meant to reveal your, your, your biggest fears. So he was just, if he was high off of that stuff, he was just already going to go be scared. I mean, but his biggest fears were all those girls coming back to get him. That was his biggest fear. And that's what happened. So he was uh, crying. Yeah. That's why I would be crying too. Yeah. What what (laughs) I'm saying is that what I, what I'm wondering is if he's zombie blondes. What I'm wondering is if he wasn't drugged, right? Would he still be crying? That's the question. I just wonder. If he wasn't drugged, he wouldn't have spent so much time like crying in a noose. He would have either, he would have said some slick stuff to her. That's what I'm wondering. Cold and collected and then try to get out. Or would he, but he was tied up. Like he was, his his hands were tied and his. He would have fought. He would have probably, I mean, he was already tied up, but he would have, it wouldn't have been him being like bubbling and crying. Part of me thinks that he would have been still crying because, you know. Well, yeah, because I mean, at that point. Things change, things change, you know, all bets are off when, when you're the one who's caught up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like. There's an old Negro saying that goes, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. There's, there's also an old OK saying that says. Uh, let me see if I can try to remember. Everybody hates me. Every- Everybody likes me. I'm seven. N- no. Every- <laughs> Everyone's cool until you have to read in fr- aloud in front of the class. That's a gem from a middle school aged okay. I'll never forget it. So I like how we've captured different eras of okay in the last <laughs> like 15 seconds here. So yeah, and then William comes out of nowhere to see the work uh, that uh, the vengeance that uh, that Veronica has to spend with a big ass gun this whole time. Yeah, with like a rifle or shotgun or whatever. This whole time you could have just taken them all out. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I so so here's the thing. Here is the thing. So at the end they're at the diner and they're eating and she scoops the the whipped cream with her dirty ass finger. And then they like kind of smile at each other and that's the end of the movie. My thing is, okay, so are these two serial killers? I mean, technically, yes. Actually, no. technically, just Veronica is. No, are I feel they like killing serious? four dudes in a night is um it it, it, it counts. I'm gonna no, say but it what I mean, what, no, no. But what I mean is, are they okay? Is she like is she like a Dexter? <laughs> but here's my question, right? Like we sort of the movie kind of leads us to believe that these they are um. They're they work for some kind of agency or they're like, I don't know, some covert something or they're contract killers or hired assassins, whatever. Or that's sort of what the movie's leading. At least that's what it has led me to mm-hmm. kind of believe it's something like that. I have another theory, but go ahead. But at the end, I was like, but are they actually do they actually just go around? killing people are they like vigilante but not even vigilante that wasn't even my thought are they killers right the tagline of the movie is vengeance shall be hers that's the that's That's like really that's that's a really whack that's the tagline uh, tagline that's the tagline it should have been like it should have been called vengeance 15 to 20 more minutes of like story building yes absolutely like i know i don't like super long movies but there are some movies like that need it, it, this needed a little bit more. If they had fifteen, yeah, about fifteen or twenty more minutes to kind of develop, to 
give some context, develop some things a little bit more, a couple scenes here and there to, to, to really shore it up, it would have been a little bit better. So, I mean, it's kind of watchable. So that's the only thing. But other than that, and only certain sections is watchable, but there were too many questions in my mind for me, especially afterwards for me to, when I was reflecting upon this movie, like, I feel like, like the, I don't get the, it. the 10 minutes that they probably cut out was all of William's backstory. You know, you could just add in a whole bunch of stuff on your own and it would make more sense. Like what if William actually killed Veronica's parents to recruit her to do all of this like CIA uh, stuff that he trained her to do? I don't even think it's CIA. It's something else. It's something. You know what I mean? They but need, like like he, he, he killed her parents so that he could recruit her. That would have made well, sense. I guess. But I don't you even know. I think that I don't even think you need 10 minutes of William backstory, like three minutes. That's all it really needed. You didn't need much. You know what I'm saying? And then figuring out like, okay, who, who does he work for? And who was this mean, very bad man that killed his family that he's right. That it seemingly that he, he has vengeance for too. That he hasn't killed or maybe he killed them. We don't know. Like it's very, very mysterious. Okay. It's not mysterious. Just, it's not, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think there's a difference between mystery and lack of information. Yeah, I don't think it's mystery. Well, mystery mystery means that, that there's unknown. there's information out there, but you don't know it. And but this movie is like you don't there there's there is no information out there because right. they haven't set it up. Right. There isn't any information right. for them to. Right. And that's I mean I get what you're saying. Like I don't mean mystery in the literary sense. I mean mystery as in it's unknown. Like. Why are we, why didn't we talk about, why didn't you show us? You know what I mean? So anyway, that's sort of my opinion of the movie. It's, it is what it is. I feel like it, that movie was only made to, for the style so that they could get a whole bunch of pretty looking people into old timey outfits. <laughs> and, and she's going to dress the entire movie. And not have black people in it. And she not have wears, black people in it. She wears a dress the entire, she fights in a dress. Oh yeah, she trains she in a dress. dress. Everything is in a dress. And I think it's the same type of dress, just mm-hmm. when she trains is black, but then when she when she's covert, it's red. Mm-hmm. When she first meets uh, William, not William, when she first meets Jameson, it's white. Right. So when she meets the when she meets Shane's girlfriend, she's wearing black. I think it's very like. Anyway, and the, so- the thing is, it was all stylistic, but they could have done a lot better with the styling. I think they should have shot it like it was an old 50s movies anyway, like with film, quote film, or mm. done some sort of weird uh, screen effect to where it made it look like an old, older movie or old movie. I don't know. Well, so what is your, so is there anything you liked about the movie? I like the drug use. As a concept for the movie, like I didn't know how she was going to take these guys out. And then when she was like, here, guys, have a drink. I was like, oh, this is good. She's going to drug them and then just kill them. So I liked that part of the movie. The That's weird. The I like how they got her to even the playing field, right? Um, that's it. I like the concept. 
But other than that, I don't I didn't like the movie. You know, a revenge movie, I sort of agree. I don't know if there I don't know if there's anything overwhelmingly that I liked. I thought it would be more satisfying seeing these white assholes get their comeuppance, but it wasn't it wasn't as satisfying as, as because I she's not really getting feels, revenge like, for anybody that exactly that anybody in the movie cares about. We just exactly. meet and, these twenty and girls. The thing, I wouldn't even call this. And that's the thing; it's weird to call this revenge because revenge may, means that they did something personally to you. Right. I would call this like if they couch this as like these are vigilantes coming to like you know, you know, not even settle the score, but coming to like stop these psychos from you know, hunting and killing girls, then fine. But they're making it like vengeance. What is she getting revenge on them for? For what? So that's what I mean. Like, like I said, I, I would have, I thought that I would be more satisfied from seeing these guys, you know, get what's coming, but it wasn't, it wasn't that satisfying. And that's why I think the movie wasn't great. Yeah, and that's why I think these four boys were supposed to be in some sort of secret society. Like their parents or hold on, their parents or whoever brought those four guys into the society of killing chicks, they're the ones who killed uh, Veronica's parents. And so her killing them is revenge. That would have made that is a revenge plot. That's a revenge plot. And that can be explained in either like a five second flashback or in one tiny two minute explanation of again why am i the, killing this guys the, the six minutes that it would have taken to get this to 90 you could have <laughs> explained you could have explained that and when you need to add that much headcanon to a movie for it to you know kind of fulfill the promise of it it lets yeah. you know it's probably not a great movie and so now I think it's a good time to break into our the meta sibling score. I, of well, course, am giving it an incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a, a big old eye on that transcript, man. Um, I'm giving it before I give the grade. Here's like the reception, right? On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 31% based on reviews from 13 critics with an average of 4.1 out of 10. Okay. And that's rotten. That's pretty right. Yeah. Justin Chang of Variety wrote, quote, this patchy, underwritten thriller could almost pass for a critique of any number of genre forebears in which the mere presence of a hot ass-kicking female Avenger is meant to seem subversive. And the subsequent fist-pummeling action feels wearingly repetitive and predictable despite the regular flashes of visual inspiration. There you go. And then my favorite and well i don't know if it's my favorite but this is like the most scathing um joe newmeyer of the new york daily news gave it a zero out of five and wrote breslin whose recent resume hasn't lived up to her oscar nomination for little miss sunshine needs to find something worthy of her talents an oscar nominee shouldn't even watch final girl much less star in it there you go absolutely Damn, damn, damn. So, yeah, it was just... That's some real shade. That is just some real <laughs> bona fide shade. I mean, shade. I don't even shade is really the word. It was, it's, it's blatant. It's out there. There ain't, ain't nothing shady about it. It was... Well, damn. So... Listen, just because it's true doesn't, still, doesn't mean it's not shady. Isn't... Shady means... Shady means it's like... You know, shady is like, is like subtle. It's supposed to be subtle. Shade means like it's a hint... You you're you you question whether 
you know, somebody is being like, somebody says something nasty. Are they nice. dissing me? Nice. Yes, exactly. That shade, right? You'd be like, oh, that color, I didn't think that color would look good on you or something. You, you know, you'd be, yes. you yes. say it's, a backhand, it's shade, sneak, it's shade is dissing. like, this was... yeah, shade is like backhanded compliments. My compliment about how I like the drug use in this movie was shade. Because <laughs> why, why, out of everything that was in that movie, <laughs> the one thing that I liked wasn't even anything that any of the characters did willingly. Right. Like, I feel like if this story was well, was better developed, if the story was better developed overall, I, I would probably give it like a B minus, but it's not. And I give it a D. Like, it's not even like the acting was great. Like, it's a D. Woo. Wow. What's you want to you want to know my grade? Yeah. What's your grade? Okay. This movie tried really, really hard, but did absolutely terrible on on the on the paper. Final girls. Final report has a little note on the bottom corner that says see me after class so we can talk about this. Right. (laughs) Uh, My grade is a D plus. Yeah, because they tried. The plus is because they tried. Because they uh, tried. There was e- there was some effort. There was effort. There was, was a lot effort. of effort, yeah, but yeah. it just kept on tripping on itself, falling short, and then didn't explain anything. So that's two D's and an incomplete for a meta well, sibling a D score plus, of a D plus. Oh, excuse me, a D plus, a D plus, and an incomplete. Yes. For a meta sibling score of, we'll just call it a D for DMT. For DMT. Yeah, for DMT. God. Exactly. So that's that's so sorry for recommending this one. I thought it would be interesting. My bad, yeah. Interestingly <laughs> enough, next week we should watch multiple final, movies the final girls. with this with the same title and premise. And so it'll be it's not the same premise. It's not the same premise. The final girls is not. Oh no, premise. sorry. When I said multiple movies, I wasn't just talking about oh. our other suggestion of the mm. final girls. Mm. But um, there's an, there also there are multiple movies with this title. And there are other movies that are not similarly titled, but also have this same premise. Right. And I'm going to guess that all of them are equally bad. Yeah. Well, who knows? The other movie, people are trapped in a horror movie. And I feel like there's two movies that do that same thing. Yeah. That one I've already preliminarily described just based on the trailer alone as the producers of this movie saw Scream, did some coke and said, okay, but this time. They're actually in the movie. In the movie, <laughs> basically. So I don't think I, it's a no thanks for me. Based off of some things in in the aughts and the and the and the uh, twenty teens, the there's somebody called it something else, the twenties. But anyway, nobody's doing uh, cocaine pitch meetings anymore. We'd have so many. We'd have so, like a plethora of better movies. In, at least in this decade, if there are cocaine pitch me- meetings. Well, we live in the age of the reboot, the nostalgia grab, and the franchise. So there's no room yeah. for it. Yeah. No, I mean, there's room for cocaine pitch meetings. It's just that all the cocaine pitch meetings end up being reboots, nostalgia grabs, yeah. and franchise builders. Like, that's that's what they are now. Yeah. And so, so, we, so you know, what we, what we really don't have are the people who are the the people who are really trying to be like okay 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 now listen 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 just follow me here <laughs> there's not a lot of that anymore <laughs> because because nobody's got time for that 
They want to know. They, they want to know that the thing that me. they're investing in. Exactly. They want to know that they're right? investing in. Is so make the them mannequin money. comes alive at night. <laughs> the eighties, man. That's why we're having all these reboots and nostalgia grabs because of those cocaine fueled pitch meetings of the nineteen eighties, guys. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And and everybody thinks he's having sex with the mannequin, <laughs> but it only looks that way. <laughs> Mannequin is a great. Oh, we need him. we need a color we need a color of this movie. Uh, we need at least one gay guy and one black guy. Oh, why don't we just have? Say, hey, hey, hey! Say no more. I got it. We got I'm it. Call my boy Meshack. We're gonna get it together. It's gonna be great. R.I.P. Rest in power, King Meshack. Rest in power, King. Oh man, my God. So listen, yeah. listen. I I propose that the next movie we do be something that was clearly clearly made by people on a binge of some sort of stimulant so an 80s film we got to change suggesting an 80s film so an 80s film got it well we'll do some research anyway guys that is it for our review of final girl and that is it for our episode um it was great lifting my mood a little bit so uh next week stay tuned for whatever we're reviewing next and a bonus episode about uh, the challenge because we talked about it and it's not going to be in the main episode because it was long. So it's going to be a bonus episode if you're interested in MTV's challenge. We're, we're, I'm going to release, we're going to release a bonus episode. We, we are, we are slow. We are slowly but surely developing um, the Realist Challenge podcast recap in the game. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I'm 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 claiming I'm claiming this one because um, I feel like it's becoming an increasingly underserved population and just way too many white people talking about it. I don't like. Yeah. It. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> anyways, um, check us out at uh, theviolentbluepodcast.com. Uh, follow us on the socials: Violent Blue Pod, Twitter, and Instagram. No Facebook. Y'all know what it is. Um, also, uh, Anchor.fm. <laughs> anchor uh, anchor.fm um check out our page um violet blue pod on there um check out anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast gives you all the tools sets you up to make a podcast um anchor also you can email us drop us an email if you want to hear if you want to reach out to us give us some suggestions um, that is violentbluepod at gmail.com, V-I-O-L-E-N-T-B-L-U-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Any parting words, guys? Uh, so the fact that Look Who's Talking had a sequel called Look Who's Talking 2 um, makes sense. What was the sequel to the movie Now You See Me? It wasn't Now You, now you Don't. It was Now You See Me 2. And it should have been now you don't. It should have been now you don't. Now you don't. That's right. All right, guys. That's it. <laughs> See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Take care, y'all.